Hey, everyone, real big announcement. Don't go anywhere. Do not skip over this. I am going to be doing more podcasts. Yep. Instead of just getting a notification once a week on Sundays, you are now going to get a notification. That's assuming you get notifications for this podcast on your phone three times a week. I am making more podcasts. They are going to be shorter in duration than the regular uploads, but they're going to be oftener. In order for me to keep doing that, I need your help. I need Patreon support. And in order to light a fire under your belly for that, I am offering a free copy of my new book, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched, for those who sign up at the $10 a month level. So head on over right now to SuzanneBanker.com slash podcast. Scroll a little bit down. You'll see the orange Become a Patreon subscriber button. You click on that, hit the $10 button, and you will get a free digital copy ASAP of my new book, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched. More importantly, you're going to have more Suzanne Venker show coming your way. So I really, really appreciate everybody to take a hot second, pause this program, jump on over to SuzanneVenker.com slash podcast, click on that button, become a subscriber, and then come right back over here and join us. I'll be waiting. And now on with the show. From the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value, but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives about men, women, sex, and love. From coast to coast and from around the world, thank you for joining us. So I received an email the other day from a husband named Richard, who writes this. As a man, I enjoy listening to your podcast and have long appreciated the work you do. What you do is needed in this culture. I have long believed in the idea of a strong male leadership and rejected the tenets of feminism. My wife does as well. However, much of what feminism teaches has been deeply ingrained in her. And while she agrees, the old habits are hard to fight. That brings me to my question. I especially appreciated the program when you told a bit of your autobiography. Our marriage in some ways reminds me of your parents' marriage. I am a strong person, but not in the traditional way. I lead and always have slowly by getting people to understand what is important and moving forward. My wife is a very, in all caps, V-E-R-Y, very strong-willed person. When I try to lead, she will often fight me. This goes from the tiniest thing. If we are driving, she will question why I went one way instead of another. Or she will tell me what I should say on the phone. Of course, there are bigger things, too. I'm very stable and a low-key person, and after her tumultuous upbringing, this is, why, this is what she wanted. Eventually, she comes to understand what I did and why, but there is usually a lot of damage along the way that I end up having to repair relationship-wise. If I were to forcibly lead or would have done that earlier, we would not be married now. When I do forcibly stand up, it becomes an intense conflict. 
And I'm accused of not taking care of her, not providing for her feelings, of not doing my job, or worst of all, of forcing her back into her life where before she had to just keep all of her emotions crammed inside, which I've never known her to actually do, but that's how she felt growing up. All of that is to say, I was intrigued that you came from a family that sounds so much like this. So my question is, what advice would you have given your parents? Specifically your father. Had they come to you for relationship coaching? (laughs) I'm like half crying and half laughing at the thought of my parents coming to me for um, marriage coaching. I do not necessarily think it is fair for you to offer advice to me specifically. But your parents' relationship, I believe, seems to be rather common. So I would love to know what you would offer to them. And in that vein, it might be helpful to other folks like me. Thank you. When I wrote my book, The Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage, which came out in 2017, I opened that book saying that this is the book I wish my mother had had. And I said something to the effect of, I think she would have wished she had it too. On the other hand, um, my mother was not a self-reflective person, mostly because she literally just her brain didn't allow her to do that. It's not so much that she refused. She actually would try really hard to um, understand what you would say if you were pointing something out about her behavior, but she just couldn't and wouldn't go there, whatever you want to say. So that is undoubtedly why I am the way I am because I, that affected me so deeply that she was so, I mean, I mean this respectfully, obtuse, really. She just didn't, she just couldn't go deep. Everything was just on a very surface level. And at least when it came to her, not so much any concept, but just when it came to her. So I'm, I'm like over, I'm, I'm over in the other camp where I probably take it to a fault. I sort of analyze to death and I have to know my why. And I sort of insist that the people around me, I don't insist, but I mean, if you want to be in my world, you're, probably probably going to feel that you have to to go there as well because it's kind of hard not to. So I don't my parents would never have asked. My dad would have, but my mom wouldn't have. So since you did ask what I would tell my father. Let me just say what I would tell men in general actually who are married to women like Richard's wife. Women who behave in that way are actually feeling very uh, uncomfortable when they're not in control. And so they need to control everything around them. And that comes from, and he's right. I mean, she had a tumultuous upbringing, as did I, as did most of the friends that I have whose behavior or or whose personalities or behaviors or whatever are similar. That's where that control thing comes from. It's like you couldn't control your environment growing up. So you would do things to make, like I would rearrange my room every two weeks, for example, because of the um, chaos that sort of ensued between my parents. And it was, you know, I would spend a lot of time in my room and and rearrange my room because I I, I was trapped. I couldn't go anywhere, you know, until I turned 18 and then I, I left and didn't come back. Um, 
not, I mean, I don't mean ever to say hello or visit, but I mean, I didn't come back to live for 10 years actually. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it stays with you. And in order to get, if you're going to have a relationship, especially a marriage, you have to be able to let that go or the marriage will not flourish. There's just no question about it. So you're going to be constantly struggling with that. A, a person who's had that background and whose response to that has been to control their surroundings, that husband is going to have a very hard time with that wife. I mean, there's just no other way. He just is. So the question really is, what I think Richard is asking is, what do you do? What do you do? And that's more than I can do in, in this little episode. In fact, that's partly what I do in coaching. But there's a way to calm your wife, and there's a way to be the leader that she needs. Um, but it does require a very, very open, honest communication between the two of you. And she has to be somewhat self-reflective if she's so far gone in terms of her mental health with the control and just can't ever relax or let you lead or be trustworthy. If she has serious trust issues, that kind of gets into a, into other territory where you would need intervention in my opinion. Otherwise it's just a lot of work to try and come to the middle ground where you can lead and she can relax. And that's by the way, what the whole book, the alpha females guide to men and marriage was about. So if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know that I wrote that book, um, that book was part memoir and part self-help. And it's been one of my biggest, well, my, my, it has been my biggest seller and it's what I do in coaching is help people come to that happy place, that peace when you have that dynamic of a very strong-willed wife and a very strong man who um, is, is kind of trying to work his way in there and soften her but isn't quite sure how to do it, and she fights all the time and, and so on and so forth. I, I, I dress that book to women because I believe that women are the ones who really have to be the ones that learn how to let go and learn what it is that brings out a best brings out the best in a man so that they can feel more um they can be more trusting and relax more so i i ideally it comes from the woman's side but i get this a lot with 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 husbands they'll they'll text me or text me they'll um fill out the form um on my site and ask me hey am i stuck with you know like what if she doesn't want to was what if she doesn't want help what do i do and there are things that men can do, um, like being very clear and consistent, for example. That's just one example. Um, always remaining very calm and not being defensive. That's a huge piece of it. But it's harder for a man to enact change in this dynamic than it is for the woman. And the reason for that is because men, because in addition to this personality piece that we're talking about, there is, of course, this massive difference between women and men, where men are um, natural responders of women and want to take care of them and want to see them happy, and they don't want to fight with, with, with women, or their wives especially. So their, their, their reaction is to take care of, to protect right? To protect and, pro and to provide. 
So it isn't a natural place for them to figure out a way to make the relationship more peaceful. And that's why it falls more on the woman, which I have a lot of women who will like initially hear that and, and be like, why does it have to fall on me? What's, what's the, but that's just the wrong way to look at it. I mean, because the flip side of that, of course, is that you have the power, you know, it's a much more powerful position to be able to enact change than to be on the receiving end and wait for somebody else to change. That's never going to work. So if you know how to bring out the best in a man, and if you know how to quell your own emotions, which is really what we're talking about here, we're talking about calming your fears and your emotions in order to trust and let him lead. That really is on, on the woman. So, or at least it's more effective when she's the initiator of change, instigator of change, which is not to say there aren't places for men to get help and, and how to deal with this. There are, there are men who I, usually when men reach out to me, I turn them over to other male coaches that I know um, who do kind of do the flip side of what I do. But I truly believe that there was nothing my dad would have been capable of that would have changed that dynamic. And quite frankly, I don't think there's anything my mother could have done either because neither one of them were introspective in that way. It, they come from, they, they hailed from a different generation entirely. They were born in 1922 and 1930. And certainly nobody got help then for your relationships. And you certainly didn't know even how to talk deeply, the, at least the average person. It's just, it was a completely different time. So I don't know that anything could have been different between, I mean, it could have been had they understood all of this deeper stuff, but they just didn't. And um, so I, it's weird. It's weird to think about my parents um, when answering this question, even though the dynamic is clear, clear as day in my head. So um, I hope that answers your question, Richard. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about a willingness to look inward at what you can do differently, the individual, rather than waiting around for the other person because that's a, that's a waste of time. That's what makes people so crazy, I think, in their marriages is waiting for other people to change. And so, again, that's why I do what I do in my coaching. Um, that's pretty much the dynamic that I deal with across the board. So I um, hope that helps. And, um, yeah, you can always email me at Suzanne at com if you need more. And that ends this hour of the Suzanne Venker show. Before you leave us, I'd appreciate it if you take one minute to give us a review at Apple podcasts or whatever platform you use. If you've done that already, or if you can't leave a review on your podcast player, for some reason, please consider sharing the show with a friend or a family member. Word of mouth is the primary way we get the word out about the Suzanne Venker show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.